Don't 
Reggae 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we worship you. Lika Korana Maseke Teke Balada Bashata, Ela Casiza Villa Vrana Catoze Lemon, the Belekida Bacaradosta, O Carida Casate, Kilebondo Coboro Boschi. Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I need us God, Bala Casata Cabayala, Mande Kike Bedeki de Bosso to Cobara Bashata Cabaya. They function of God in wisdom, hallelujah. They function, hallelujah, in the truth, hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you, oh God. Yes, hallelujah, because our, our economies, oh God, they are both, they are protected, oh God, and kept, oh God, from economic suicide, oh God, due to the lockdown and every other policy that been enacted, oh God, during the COVID-19 lockdown. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you. The economies are booming, oh God, from henceforth. In the name of the Lord Jesus, yes, the economies are moving forward, oh God. The economies are prospering, oh God, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Every four back, oh God. They are restored, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the businesses of God, they are taking a new dimension, oh God, of prosperity. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on what part of the world you are connected from. At this time, you are welcome to be inspired by the word times of devotion. And today is another day to experience the blessings of the Lord in his presence. Praise God. Thank you, Estinda Marak, for the opportunity to lead prayers again today. Over to you at this time for the devotion. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another time of the Inspired by the Word devotional. I believe that it's been a beautiful session for you, a beautiful journey, and um, it's been making the kind of impact that you should make in your spirit. You know, um, so much is happening in the world at this time. And, you know, I'm grateful to God that I am not of them who are lost in the world. I'm not of them who are deceived by the times, but I am of them who are easily persuaded by the word of God, who understand the seasons and the times and understand what is happening in the world and is standing with God in the right course. Praise God. Today is Sunday, the 7th of March. 2021 and today's um, devotional article apparently is addressing one of the things that we do here every day for the first 15 minutes where we pray for those that are in places of authority and for all men. Today we're directing the, the, the title says direct their course through prayer and the opening scripture is 1 Timothy 2 from verse 1 to 2. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Our theme scripture is the Spirit's admonition through Paul to the church on the importance of NS intercession for all men, our countries of domicile and the leaders therein. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The result of such is an overwhelming experience of God's blessings of peace and prosperity. This is part of what you do in obeying, praying, contending for the hearts of men in your country and around the world, that God's righteousness be established and all forms of evil, turmoil, wickedness, and terror 
be thwarted. You know, what this means is that if the way things are happening in your country, you're not happy about them, all you need to do is give more time to this kind of prayer. And you and I can attest to the fact that God does not often require a whole nation to pray for something to happen. One man is all that God needs at every point in time to make a change. If you remember the story of Daniel, Daniel took time to pray for the cause of the children of Israel. He was praying alone. Did he cause changes required? He did. Throughout the scriptures, even this um, times that we're reading, the, the, from the book of Genesis to Exodus to Leviticus, now we're in Numbers. You see that at many times, God wanted to do something, but Moses stood in the gap. Moses was always, you know, there to say, dear Lord, you know that this is what you said. This is what you said. This is what you said you would do. If you do it like this, you will not produce what you say. You, you know, he stood in the gap at different times, especially on the matter of the children of Israel. And every time he prayed, the Bible told us that God heard him. So if your country or where you live or where you do business is experiencing any form of trouble, any form of terror, any form of evil, First Timothy 2, 1 to 2 is all that you need to practice. The second paragraph, today the happenings in our world are a great source of concern, but the church holds the solution. The church is the only restraining power against evil in the earth today. Second Thessalonians 2 and verse 7. So you must pray and not complain. So you must pray and not complain. You know, um, there's often a temptation to want to complain about the things that are happening in our world. You see a lot of memes and we, you know, we have to be careful as Christians that it is funny doesn't mean it has to go up on your status. That it is funny doesn't mean you have to put it on social media. Sometimes you see certain things and even if they make you laugh, move on. You see some memes insulting presidents, some memes insinuating different things about leaders, maybe calling them wicked, maybe insinuating that they are morons, maybe insinuating different things. Don't join the bandwagon that is complaining about the things that are happening in the country. Don't engage in conversations of accusations and of complaints. That 10 minutes, that 20 minutes, that one hour that you and your friends sat down and were talking about why this party must go. That was the way you were talking about why the president is wicked, why the governor of your state is heartless. I wish that you would talk to your friends and you say, let's join hands and let's pray. I don't engage in such conversations. There are certain things that can't come out of my mouth not after the training in the word for many years. I'm not programmed that way. There are some memes that will not go up on my status. There are certain things I cannot say or insinuate through my status concerning the president of my country or the governor of my state, even when it is clear that there are many things that they are doing that are not right but I would do the word because the word tells me to pray for them. It didn't tell me to speak against them. The word of God didn't tell me to castigate them. The word of God didn't tell me to complain about them. He says for me to pray. And he says, if I would pray, my brothers and sisters, if we would pray, he said we would lead a quiet and peaceable life. So the nations of the world today are not quiet and peaceable because many of us have been speaking against our rulers, against our, or those in authorities, across different facets and ramifications and industries. And the words that we have said, it is the harvest that we are seeing today. You know, you see somebody talking about a president of their nation and you, and you say that even a child of two year old has brain more than this man. This man, 
is not well. Then when he acts like somebody that is not well, you are lamenting. You said he's not well now. We need to remember that we are king priests. I don't know if some of us seem to forget the office where we sit. You know, even as a leader, I may be dealing with a difficult member. I may be dealing with a, 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 a member who is giving a lot of concern. Those that have been with me through the years, they know there are certain things I will not say concerning that person. And I'm very quick to correct it when you are saying it. Most of the people in my team have learned to, they, we know how we talk. Oh, that person, he's a wonderful person. That person, ah, he's blessed. Sister Princess was one of the persons that taught me how to say it is blessed. Somebody is blessed. Instead of saying that, man, that guy, he does not hear what. He does not hear what. Me, a leader, saying my member does not hear what. How would the member ever hear what? How, when would the member ever hear what? That sister, no, that one, I've given up on her. A matter, no, nobody can do anything about it. Really? No, there's a way we don't talk. And this is my member, somebody I'm raising in the law that I'm talking about. How much more the guy who sits in the hem of affairs in the country where I live, that can, that can sign in a bill into law that can frustrate my business, that can sign in a bill into law that can crumble the economy. Oh, I should intercede for such a person on a daily basis. See, whether we like it or not, the president of your country can alter the course of your life. You will not have to use your mouth to be correcting it. But there are some things that we will not allow. We will not allow. We will use our office as priests, as kings, decreeing words, causing changes. If you think that the president's head is not correct, you will correct it in the place of prayer. You will give him wisdom with your mouth. You say, you, you will call his name. You say, president, you are wise, you are smart. You make decisions by the spirit. Did you not hear of King Cyrus and Dairos? They were not Christians, they were not Jews, but they did the will of God. It doesn't matter whether the president is a Muslim. It doesn't matter whether the governor is an atheist. They don't have to believe in God. But if you will pray, if you will pray, Darius, King Cyrus, at different times, decreed that the God of the Jews was the true God. What happened? Somebody was praying. And it started with Daniel. Many generations after Daniel enjoyed that blessing, enjoyed the, 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 the freedom to serve their God because Daniel prayed. Brothers and sisters, we will pray. So you must pray and not complain. If you don't pray for your country, the leaders and people, where would peace come from? Pastor is asking you. If you don't pray, where would the peace come from? Read our theme verse again. God's directive on how we must pray in order to experience peace in our nation is, nations is clear. It is not by bearing arms or becoming rioters. It's not by placard. This government must go. Pastor is telling us, rise to the challenge and take up the responsibility of prayer. Pray earnestly and fervently in the spirit for the nations and leaders of the countries where you live, where you walk, and the rest of the world. Declare that God's righteousness prevails and his glory rests on and influences man's heart as God's people boldly proclaim the gospel. Pray also for ministers that they will be granted more grace to preach the gospel with boldness and power that many more souls will be added to the church all around the world. Until the rapture takes place, we hold the true reins of power in the nations and have the authority to direct their course through prayer. I usually will say that the first 15 minutes of this devotional session is too important. It's too important. And I would, I would like to indulge us to make it a point of duty to connect early. Nothing stops you from connecting at five minutes before the prayer session starts. Make up your mind that you'll be part of the 15 minutes at least if you went through the day and you did not pray for anybody, you can be sure that the first 15 minutes of this devotional session, the one hour that you said you were going to give every day to devotion, you prayed. You prayed for rulers. 
You prayed for your president. You prayed for those in authority. You prayed for all men. You prayed for ministers of the gospel. There are many things we pray about every day. If that is the only 15 minutes in the day that you stay committed to this, do it. Praise God. Thank God for Rhapsody of Realities. Thank God that we can be instructed in righteousness, that we can be inspired by the word on a daily basis. And thank God for Pastor Chris. You know, some of you may not be in Christ Embassy, but if you've been here, I believe that you understand when we say thank God for Pastor Chris. Yesterday, somebody sent me the post of a man of God. I will not call his name. Somebody that is calling for world peace, for one religion. How can Islam and Christian, Christianity mix together? How? How? It is not possible. There are certain things that the Bible is clear about. So when a, someone who, has, who we have always thought is a man of God begins to call for one world religion against the scriptures, you know that so much is at stake. These people have millions of followers. We have to pray. We have to pray. We have to pray for them. We have to pray for their followers. You saw it. Pray for ministers of the gospel. Because many of them have been deceived. And many have gone far in the deception. And by the time they realize themselves, it looks like there's no way out. Because some of them, if they turn back, they'll be killed. If they turn back, they'll be exposed in certain things that they have done that they do not want the public to know. But irrespective of what it is, as we pray, as we pray, there will be a change. I'll hand over to Sister Joy at this moment for the further scriptures and our prayers. Thank you so much, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the devotion. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Makar. Good morning, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. I would like to read the further study. Colossians 4.2. Continuing in prayer, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Luke 18, 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And finally, Jeremiah 29, 7. And seek the peace of the city, whither I have caused you to be carried away captives, and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. Hallelujah. Um, we're going to be taking the prayers together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that your peace, progress, and prosperity will reign in the nations of the world and that you will grant the ministers of the gospel the courage to preach and minister your word boldly. I pray that the power and influence of their message will kindle your love in people's hearts. Thank you for the tremendous and glorious transformation of many lives through the gospel today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to for the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where we're connecting from in the world. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotional and Daily Bible Reading. So I'll, I'll be taking the New Testament Bible reading. Thank you so, so much, Sister Marka, for this wonderful platform it's been a tremendous blessing to me personally so i'm taking the new year bible reading and we're reading from the book of mark and we're reading the message translation it's been a very interesting read every single day so i'm reading from mark chapter 12 today and the caption we have for today is our intimacies will be with god interesting our intimacies will be with god so i read from verse 18, some Sadducees, the party that denies any possibility of resurrection, came up and asked, teacher, Moses wrote that if a man dies and leaves a wife but no child, his brother is obligated to marry the widow and have children. 
Well, there once was seven brothers. The first took a wife. He died childless. The second married her. He died and still no child. The same with the third. All seven took their turn, but no child. Finally, the wife died. When they are raised at the resurrection, whose wife is she? All seven were her husband. Wow, what an imagination. Verse 24, Jesus said, you are way off base, and here's why. One, you don't know your Bibles. <laughs> Two, you don't know how God works. After the dead are raised up, we are past the marriage business. As it is with the angels now, all our ecstasies and intimacies then will be with God. And regarding the dead, whether or not they are raised, don't you ever read the Bible? How God at the bush said to Moses, I am not was the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. The living God is God of the living, not the dead. You are way, way off base. The caption, the most important commandment. One of the religious scholars came up hearing the lively exchanges of question and answer and seeing how sharp Jesus was in his answers. He puts in his question, which is most important of all the commands, commandments. Jesus said, the first in importance is, listen, Israel, the Lord your God is one. So love the Lord God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence and energy. And here's the second, love others as well as you love yourself. There is no other commandment that ranks with these. The religion scholar said, a wonderful answer, teacher, so lucid and accurate that God is one and there is no other. And loving him with all passion and intelligence and energy and loving others as well as you love yourself. Why? That's better than all offering and sacrifices put together. When Jesus realized how insightful he was, he said, you are almost there, right on the border of God's kingdom. After that, no one asked, no one else dared ask a question. While he was teaching in the temple, Jesus asked, how is it that the religion scholars say that the Messiah is David's son? When we all know that David, inspired by the Holy Spirit, said, God said to my master, sit here at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David here designated the Messiah my master. So how can the Messiah also be his son? The large crowd was delighted with what they had. He continued teaching. Watch out for the religious scholars. They love to walk around in academic gowns, peering in the radiance of public flattery, basking in prominent positions, sitting at the head table at every church function. And all the time, they're exploiting the weak and helpless. The longer their prayers, the worse they get. But they will pay for it in the end. Verse 41, sitting across from the offering box, he was observing how the crowd tossed money in for the collection. Many of the rich were making large contributions. One poor widow came up and put in two small coins, a measly two cents. Jesus called his disciples over and said, the truth is that this poor widow gave more to the collection than all the others put together. All the others gave what they will never miss. She, ex she gave extravagantly what she couldn't afford. She gave her all. She gave sacrificially. And may the Lord bless this reading in Jesus' name. As we go forth today, we go forth in the wisdom of Christ and we answer all hard questions and every situation, we make the right decisions in every situation of our lives in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'll be handing over to Brother John who will take us through the new Old Testament Bible reading plan. Praise God. But I do say you need to make Brother John an admin, a co-host.
Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. We're going to the Old Testament now, and we're in Numbers chapter 20. We are reading 20 and 21 this morning. So I'll be reading chapter 20. So, um, let me share my screen. I'm waiting for it to be shown on the screen, that's why. You can now see it. Okay, you can see it. Okay, I just wanted to be sure. Praise the Lord. So, Camp Kadesh, Numbers 20, Camp Kadesh. In the first month, the entire company of the people of Israel arrived in the wilderness of Zin. The people stayed in Kadesh. Miriam died there. And she was buried. On verse 2, there was no water there for the community. So they ganged up on Moses and Aaron. They attacked Moses. We wish we would, would died. Okay, we had died when the rest of our brothers died before God. Why did you hold this congregation of God out here into this wilderness to die? People and cattle alike. And why did you take us out of Egypt in the first place? dragging us into this miserable country. No grain, no figs, no grapevines, no pomegranates, and now not even any water. Verse 6, Moses and Aaron walked from the assembled congregation to the tent of meeting and threw themselves face down on the ground, and they saw the glory of God. God spoke to Moses, take the staff, assemble the community, you and your brother Aaron, speak to that rock that is right in front of them, and it will give water. You will bring that water of the rock. You will bring water out of the rock for them. Congregation and cattle will both drink. Moses took the staff away from God's presence as commanded. He and Aaron rounded up the whole congregation in front of the rock. Moses spoke, listen, rebels. Do we have to bring water out of this rock for you? <laughs> Verse 11. With that, Moses raised his arm and slammed his staff against the rock. Once, twice, water poured out. Congregation and cattle drank. God said to Moses and Aaron, because you didn't trust me, you didn't treat me with holy reverence in front of the people of Israel, you too aren't going to lead this company into the land that I am giving you. These were the waters of Meribah, Bikrin, where the people of Israel bickered with God and he revealed himself as holy. Verse 14, Moses sent emissaries from Kadesh to the king of Edom with this message. A message from your brother Israel. You are familiar with all the trouble we've run into. Our ancestors went down to Egypt and lived there for a long time. The Egyptians viciously abused both us and our, and our ancestors. But when we cried out for help to God, he heard our cry. He sent an angel and got us out of Egypt. And now here we are at Kadesh, a town at the border of your land. Will you give us permission to cut across your land? We won't trespass through your fields or orchards, and we won't drink out of the wells. We'll keep to the main road, the king's road, straying neither right nor left until we have crossed your border. The king of Edom answered, Not on your life. If you so much as set a foot on my land, I will kill you. Wow. Verse 19. People of Israel said, Look, we've stayed on the main road. If we or our animals drink any water, we'll pay you for it. We are harmless. Just a company of food sore travelers. He answered again, No, you may not come through. And Edom came out and blocked the way with a crowd of people brandishing weapons. 
Edom refused to let them cross through the land. So Israel had to detour around him. Camp Hall. The people of Israel, the entire company, set out from Kadesh and traveled to Mount Hall. God said to Moses and Aaron at Mount Hall, at the border of Edom, it is time for Aaron to be gathered into the company of his ancestors. He will not enter the land I am giving to the people of Israel, because you both rebelled against my orders at the waters of Meribah. So take Aaron and his son Eleazar and lead them up Mount Hall. Remove Aaron's clothes from him and put them on his son Eleazar. Aaron will be gathered there. Aaron will die. Moses obeyed God's command. They climbed Mount Hall. As the whole congregation watched, Moses took off Aaron's clothes and put them on his son Eleazar. Aaron died on the mountain. Then Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain. The whole congregation, getting the news that Aaron had died, went into 30 days of mourning for him. Hmm. A lot of thoughts revealed in this scripture. But I'll hand over to you, Esteem Kamara. Take us through Numbers 21. Thank you very much. Praise God. Thank you so much, Brother John. Indeed, so many thoughts. You know, even when Brother Doze was reading, and thank you, Brother Doze, for the New Testament um, passage. You know, there were certain things that um, um, I highlighted. You know, if when we read the Bible, because what we're doing basically is reading, we don't have the time to study. So every one of us must individually find that time for our own personal study of the Bible. Uh, but as we read, you can quickly note down certain things that the scriptures talk about and how you can bring it home to your situation or to your life experience. You know, when Brother was reading in Mark 12, he talked about how that some guys were asking Jesus, oh, this man, um, this woman had this husband the man died without her having children for him. And then he had six other brothers who at different times took her as their wife and all of them died. And he said, in the right direction, whose wife we should be? And Jesus said, after we are done here on earth, after the rapture of the church, when we all show up in heaven, he used the word business. He said that the marriage business does not exist there. And you know, I tell people, I say, see, this marriage matter that has become your prayer points and your fasting points, they are doing 30 days, 40 days fasting over. I think you should direct that prayer and fasting for souls. For the things that are most important to God. Your marriage is not most important to God. I, I believe you are aware. Or maybe somebody hasn't communicated that way. The most important thing right now to God is not your marriage. So stop this thing about doing 30 days, 40 days fasting and prayer because you want to get married. Marriage is so much, one of the easiest things that God can do for you. But if you make it your life's work, you, you get into trouble. And I, 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 I'm not sure I can go into details of what I'm saying. Marriage ends here. Does God want you to get married? Well, it is personal because not everybody would get married. But God, I also know that God grants us the desires of our hearts. And he says that the expectations of the righteous shall not be cut short. So if it is your desire, oh yes, he would grant you that desire. But don't make a fuse out of it. You know, so this marriage issue, always remember that it ends here. But you see, because of marriage, many people have gone on paths that has already determined where they would spend their eternity after here. Don't be that one who lets marriage distract you out of the path of purpose. And if you must marry, marry according to God's will. Secondly, he talked about loving God with all our passion. I, I, I like the four words he used. He said, love him with all your passion, all your prayer. <laughs> I, 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 it's connecting, right? All your prayer, all your intelligence, and all your energy. Never in any place in the Bible did God tell us to pray about marriage. That somebody will now make a fasting and a prayer journey out of this matter. It says love God with all your passion. Love God with all your prayers. That means in your prayers, do not be selfish. Love him with all your intelligence. 
there are many people who are intelligently doing things for their international organizations. You build apps for your um, a multinational, the multinational company where you work. You do this for these people. You do this as long as it has to do with your work and your business. You are contributing in different um, industries and organizations. You have never done anything for your church. You have never used your gifting, your talent for your church. You have never used it for the body of Christ. He said, love God with all your intelligence. That's that thing that makes you feel you are smart. That thing that they say, oh, this guy is very intelligent. He's very intelligent. Let us feel the intelligence in the body of Christ. Then he said, with all your energies, all your energies, where do you direct your energies? It's weekend. Thank God it's Friday. Let us look at your Friday, your Saturday, and your Sunday. Did God feel that energy? Did God feel, did the church feel your energy? Some of you, you are fantastic teachers. You, can't, you have not taught in the children's church. You have not taught in foundation school. You say, no, I want my weekend for myself. Love God with all your passion, with all your prayer, with all your intelligence, with all your energy. I'm a very passionate person, especially when it comes to people. My first place of expressing that passion is in church. You can never offend me enough for me to walk out of cell ministry. You know, you see people, they said, my pastor did this to me. This PCF leader did this to me. I don't want to be a cell leader anymore. I don't want to do anything in church. You are in trouble. You are in trouble. Because your, 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 your passion is being directed selfishly. You are thinking, who are you not to be, not to be offended? You say, eh, they, they offended me. Who are you not to be offended? Did they not offend Jesus? Did you not hear the prayer he prayed on the cross when he said, the people that were crucifying him, say, forgive them. For they know not what they do. This was his last prayer. The people that were, he was, he was being killed. And the people that were killing him, he was praying for forgiveness for them. You cannot forgive. They offended you in church. You have gone. You have abandoned cell ministry. You have abandoned the people you are raising. Love God with all your passion, with all your prayer, with all your intelligence, and with all your energy. Then, in, the, in Numbers 20, he talked about how that there was no water. And then the people ganged up against Moses and Aaron. Let's say that Moses should have ensured that there was water. As most of you think that your leader must ensure that something happens. You said, my lead, this our leader, this our governor, this person, she should have done this, she should have done this. You will join other people, other sub-leaders or other members to castigate your leaders. You are ganging up against. You are, see, pastor, my pastor will say something. He said, every character is in the Bible. Go and find them. Go and find your character in the Bible. When you see your character in the Bible, we will tell how your end will be. These children of Israel that were always ganging up against Aaron and Moses, what was their end? None of them entered the, the, the promised land. None of them fulfilled God's purpose for their life because his purpose was to bring them into the promised land, but none of them entered. As long as you are always ganging up against one leader or against your pastor, against this matter, even against the president of your country, you will sit down, you will gang up against your president, you will castigate him. See, you will not fulfill purpose. It is in the Bible. Sometimes these things, you know, when you go to church, we tell you the words that we inspire you so that when you leave, because you're only spending like two hours in, the, in, the, in, in church. So we tell you words that we encourage you so that you can fight the, the storms of life when you step out. Sometimes these things, nobody will tell you in church. And that is why we, do, we, 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 we spend time, when we say inspired by the word, let this inspiration flow in how we live our lives. Do never find yourself ganging up. See, even if the leader was wrong, even if the leader did something wrong, it is not in your place. It is not in your place. And then finally, remember that Jacob in Genesis collected the birthright, right? And then he got the blessing. Edom didn't get it. Edom is Esau. Generations after, Esau will refuse to help the children of Israel because of that beef. And let me come home. I offended you two years ago. 
Now, I need an opportunity. Maybe I need a contract. Maybe I need a job. And you are the only one that can talk to the person. Maybe you are even the one to sign the contract. He said, eh, you, two years ago, remember what you did to me. Now is my turn. How does it look like the tables have turned? You are not godly. You are not speaking the righteousness of God. We don't repay evil for evil. The Bible says repay good for evil. See, at every point in time, be a Christian. That is a summary of my story. Be a Christian. Be a Christian. Be a Christian. Be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. I said that at the cross, the people that were killing him, nobody has killed you. Nobody has, has put you in that situation where you have died. What is it that you cannot forgive? Brothers and sisters, no man can have anything in this world except it be given to him by our father. All that you are, all that you have, God gave you, God made you. Never refuse the opportunity to be a blessing, even to one who has hurt you in the past. Numbers chapter 21. Homer. The Canaanite king of Arad, ruling in the Negev, heard that Israel was advancing up the road to Atherim. He attacked Israel and took prisoners of war. Israel vowed a vow to God. If you will give these people into our power, we will destroy their towns and present the ruins to you as a holy destruction. God listened to Israel's prayer and gave them the Canaanites. They destroyed both them and their towns, a holy destruction. They named the place Homer, holy destruction. The snake of fairy and the, the snake of fairy copper. They set out from Mount Hor along the Red Sea Road, a detour around the land of Edom. Now they had to take a long journey because Edom will not let them pass. A lot of people go through hard times when certain times we refuse them the blessing that we should have been to them. The people became irritable and cross as they traveled. They spoke out against God and Moses. Don't be the reason. You see this thing, eh? They spoke out against God and Moses because of what Edom did to them. Do you know that there are people who have backslided, people who have left church because we offended them? God forbid that an offense comes from me to another child of God. God forbid. See, these are prayers that I pray, that I will never be the reason that someone leaves church. I refuse. There is no matter that cannot be settled. They spoke out against God and Moses. Why did you drag us out of Egypt to die in this God-forsaken country? No decent food, no water. We can't stomach this stuff any longer. So God sent poisonous snakes amongst the people. They beat them and many in Israel died. Remember I was telling you about people who complain. They always get, they always get the expression of anger, even from people. The people came to Moses and said, we sinned when we spoke out against God and against you. Pray to God, asking to take these snakes from us. Moses prayed for the people. God said to Moses, make a snake and put it on a flagpole. Whoever is beaten and looks at it will leave. So Moses made a snake of fiery copper and put it up on a flagpole. Anyone beaten by a snake who then looked at the copper, at the copper snake lived, camping on the way to Moab. The people of Israel set out and camped at Oboth. They left Oboth and camped at Eabarim e e in the wilderness that faces Moab on the east. They went from there and pitched camp in the Zered Valley. Their next camp was along the Anon River, which marked the border between Amor the Amorite country and Moab. The book of the wars of God refers to this place. The book of the wars of God. Waheb in Super. Supfa, the canyons of Anon, along the canyon ravines that lead to the village are, and lean hard against the brother of Moab. They went on to bear the well where God said to Moses, gather the people, I'll give them water. That's where Israel sang the song, erupt well, sing the song of the well, the well sung by princes, dug out by the people's leaders, digging with their scepters and staffs. From the wilderness, their route went from Matana to Nahaliel to Bamoth, the heights, 
to the valley that opens into the fields of Moab from where Pisgah, the summit, rises and overlooks Jeshimon, wasteland. Israel sent emissary to Sihon, king of the Amorites, saying, let us cross your land. We won't trespass into your fields or drink water in your vineyards. We will keep to the main road, the king's road, until we are through your land. But Sion wouldn't let go, wouldn't let Israel go through. Instead, it's not enough that the man say he's not going to do it. Now he decides to attack. You say you will not help, but you know that some people can help. You now go and you start talking to the people and say, see this person, you know, he wants this thing. See what this person did to me five years ago. The person may come to you, don't help him. Let her learn her lesson to know that you don't mess with people. You are like the king of Sion. Let us find out what happened to the king of Sion at the end of the day. But Sion wouldn't let Israel go through. Instead, he got his army together and marched into the wilderness to fight Israel. At Jahaz, he attacked Israel. But Israel fought hard, beat him soundly, and took possession of his land from the Anon all the way to the Jabbok, right up to the Amorite border. Do you know that many people in this situation, sometimes, see, we've heard testimonies. You have also heard some of them in church where a Christian will come and say that I had this boss in the office who tried to do this and this against me. But guess what? Now there was a promotion. Suddenly there was a letting go of staff members. Guess whose job was given to me? That's my boss's job. How many of you raise your hand if you've ever heard such kind of testimonies? No, because these things, they, they still happen. I have heard the, those kind of testimonies. If you've heard them before, raise your hand. Okay, so I can see the hands. I can see the hands. So let us not be somebody's testimony that because we fought the person, somehow, some way, our job was given to the person. That's what exactly happened. The land of Sion was given to the children of Israel. They stopped there because the Ammonite border was fortified. Israel took and captured all the Amorite cities, including Heshbon and all the surrounding villages. Heshbon was the capital city of Sion, king of the Amorites. He had attacked the former king of Moab and captured all his land as far north as the river Anon. This is why the folk singer sings. Come to Heshbon to rebuild the city, restore Sion's town, fire once poured out of Heshbon, flames from the city of Sion, burning up Ar of Moab and, and, the, and the natives of Amon, Anon's height. Doom Moab, the people of Chemosh, done for, sons turned out as fugitives, daughters abandoned as captives to the king of the Amorites to Sion. Oh, but we finished them off, nothing left of Heshbon as far as Dibon. Devastation as far off as Nopha. Scorched earth all the way to Medeba. Israel moved in and lived in Amorite country. Moses sent men to scout out Jazer. They captured his villages and drove away the Amorites who lived there. Then they turned not on the road to Bashan. Og, king of Bashan, marched out with his entire army to meet Moses in battle at Edre. God said to Moses, don't be afraid of him. I'm making a present of him to you him and all, all his people and his land. Treat him with the same Assyrian king of Ar the Amorites who ruled in Heshbon. So they attacked him, his sons and all his people. There was not a single survivor. Israel took the land. There's something that you must know. When you take the position of wickedness, that is when you do to, when you begin to do things that God has said not to do, especially to another person, another Christian just like you, when you take that position of wickedness, you become, a def you, you, you become defined as wicked according to the scripture. And what then happens is that you will fulfill the scriptures that refer to the wicked. This thing I'm telling you, I'm quoting you vapidism, something that Pastor Chris has said before. You will fulfill the scripture of the wicked man. Don't find yourself behaving as a wicked person. Do never you repay evil for evil. Always be a Christian. Always, at all times, be a Christian. I choose to be a Christian. One of the things that will help us, we say the Pauline affirmation on a daily basis, and we're going to say it now. It talks about how we live, how we should live, how we should love, how we should comport ourselves. As you say this thing on a daily basis, 
you will become different. You will not be that one. You will not be easily offended. There is no offense I cannot forgive. It does not exist. There is none. Over to Brother Martins for the Pauline affirmation. I apologize that I took a little more time, but I needed to, you know, we, we, we don't have a lot of time, but I needed to emphasize the things that I needed to emphasize because God is talking to someone in this place. Thank you so much. And thank you for your patience. God bless you. Brother Martins, over to you. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this wonderful opportunity. Thank you for the exaltation this morning. It's been amazing. Thank you. Okay, this morning we are taking our affirmations and it will be on your screen any moment from now. And each morning, our affirmation goes thus. You take your name, you start with your name and you affirm. Okay, it's on the, is it on the screen now? Mm -hmm. Yes. Praise the Lord. You start with your name up. You start with your name. My name is, then I have the spirit of wisdom. Then I, your name, and then I'm granted according to the riches. Okay, kindly ask everyone to mute at the kind of three. We take our affirmation. One, two, three. My name is Martin Amen. And at this moment, we will now take the communion. And I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Dear Father, we've read your word today. We've heard from your spirit the things that matter to you, the things that you detest, and the things that you promote. Father, thank you. Because your word has it's the ability to produce in us of all that it talks about. And as we read through the scriptures, we know that you have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Therefore, we are not of them who repay evil for evil. We are of them who have everything in us good because the Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from our father. And that father lives inside of us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Only good exists in us. Even as we break this bread, it is a proclamation that, we, that good exists in us. We think good, we do good, we act good. Everything about us is good. We only pay good for evil. And all the days of our life, we distribute the goodness of God in our world. 
Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Glory. Please break the bread and eat it. And from verse 25, after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, because we are who you say we are. We have what you say we have. We can do what you say we can do, and we are where you say we are. Everything about our lives glorify you. Everything about us exhibit you. There is an exhibition of your personality to our world through our lives. Thank you, Lord. We fulfill your purpose without reproach. We please you and you alone. Everything, the cogitations of our hearts, our meditations, our speech, our talk, our actions, they glorify you, Lord. And we are of them who are easily persuaded by the word. The word of God is continually pro producing in us of all that he talks about. Thank you, because even today, we live the fullness of our lives in Christ. Thank you, Father. And we influence others positively. We continually amplify the work of good in our land and evil is subdued by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen and amen and amen. And the people of God will say amen. And now we'll share the benediction your day is blessed. It's, a, it's Sunday. Ensure that you are in church and the elite church and have a most beautiful day. Let's share the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, love of God. and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives and we dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you, everybody. See you tomorrow. Thank you, Ma. We love you. I love you too.